Hey guys, Kyler back with Kyler Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number 41. Um, won't be too long of one today. I just want to get one out with some stuff that's been going on college football, NFL. We're actually going to start off my 1.5 2022 NFL mock draft. Then we'll do NFL stuff, NFL games and spreads, some other headlines and discussions. Really, it's uh, basketball and soccer. Bellator 272 results. Um, and then we'll get into UFC Fight Night, Font versus Aldo predictions, do the fan fight predictions. Then we'll go college football, we'll do coaching carousel. Actually going to do my uh, top 15 jobs. Um, so, like, my top 15 jobs in college football, they call. going to be tough to say no to. Um, hold on, I'm going to do a little uh, rearranging right now. That list after I discussed it with Fee. We talked about this when we watched uh, Cowboys Saints. Um, so, yeah, then we'll get into college football stuff. We'll go through coaching carousel, my top 15 jobs, and then we'll get to predictions and stuff like that, headlines, and then games predictions. I know already some has happened, and some, some are happening now. I believe I'm one and one. So far in the games, but we'll get to that when we get there. We're going to start off with the mock draft. So I'm going to do every, every third mock draft. So I'll do two mock drafts, regular, no trades. This one's going to involve some trades. So it's going to be a two-rounder also. The third one with the trades will be two-rounder. Um, I believe only, I, I did three trades. I had three trades. Uh, mainly involving teams trading up for quarterbacks or a team trading down. Um, so... Actually, to start it off, I have the Eagles trading up for the number one pick. The Lions will receive pick eight this year, pick 14, uh, a future first-round pick, and a future second-round pick. Um, I have the Eagles trading up to get Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end from Oregon. They, they're they getting older on the D-line. They need to bring somebody in. And so Thibodeau's the right pick, I think. Um I've readjusted where I wanted quarterbacks taken, and that's why I like the trade one, the trade mock draft, because I do think the Lions are going to trade down and get more assets because they know this is a three, four-year three, four rebuild at least. Uh, Houston, here we can just announce the trades real quick. So then I have Houston trading back up into the first round at 22. They trade that pick to Buffalo trades that pick for Houston's second this year, a future second and third. Or a future second and fourth. And then New Orleans is trading up with Kansas City for a future first and a second round pick this year. Kansas City receives and New Orleans trades up into the first round. So Houston, I have at two. Taking Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher out of Michigan. He's a beast, man. You could argue he's one. I think him and Thibodeau are very neck and neck right now. So yeah, I have that one and two. Three, still have Jacksonville taking defense or offensive linemen. I'm going Evan Neal still at Alabama. I know Ikem Okawonu, who they have as interior lineman, I think is going to play tackle in, uh, in the NFL. But I haven't gone Evan Neal. It's just a need. you got to protect uh, Trevor Lawrence for sure. Uh, Jets go back-to-back here. I have them going both defense and in the secondary. I have them going Stingley at four and Hamilton at five. Set up that secondary for the future. Hamilton's a stud. He can cover well, too. And then Stingley, I think, is the best corner in the class. Giants go back-to-back. I have them addressing O-line and D-line. Ikem Okawonu, the uh, lineman from NC State, and then the D-lineman, 
uh, DeMarvin Leal from A&M. I, he can, they have him at D-lineman. He can play DN, though, too. He's, he can play all over the D-line. That's why I think it's a good pick because he's got versatility everywhere. And then here are the Lions at 8. They traded down, so they have 8, 14, and 23. So they can address some needs. At 8, I'm, th- I'm saying you take your quarterback, and the guy that I would probably only have going in the top 10 at quarterback is Matt Corral from Ole Miss. So I have the Lions getting their quarterback, their franchise quarterback, Matt Corral. At 9, Eagles still have another first-round pick. Remember, they had three. They traded two of them to get up to one, so they still have two. I have them going offensive line. Linderbaum from Iowa. You know, Kelsey's older. I think you got to go get a good center here in Linderbaum. And, you know, usually you don't see centers going this high, but he's something special, man. Um, I think this is a great pick for them. And then you got the Panthers at 10. I have them going off into tackle Charles Cross. This is a team that you could see taking. And, again, I'm not going – I'm not going off projections of trades yet. You know, those trades got to happen first before I can have, like, I'm not going to lie, Pittsburgh taking a quarterback. I I know they get Rodgers, Wilson, you know, Watson potentially, but right now I can't say, I'm not going to say that. I got to go with what they have now. Once those trades happen, then I'll adjust the, the mock draft. But as of right now, you know, the Panthers, I think, I'm not saying they're stuck with Darnold, but I think they're going to let Darnold play another year, potentially one-year deal. And who knows, maybe they'll be in the sweepstakes for a Watson. So, But yeah, I'm going cross right now, tackle. They need help on the O-line. Falcons at 11, got to sure up that defense. Jordan Davis, the D-lineman from Georgia, he's a stud. I think you got to go him there. Uh, Vikings at, at 12, I got them taking a Mog Gardner, the corner from Cincy. Again, they need to sure up that end. Um, so yeah, they need to sure up the secondary. I like a Mog Gardner a lot. And then I have another corner, Booth, from Clemson going to the Saints. You know, they got, obviously they have... Uh, good corners, or they got one really good corner, but I think you take a you take another corner here from Clemson. Uh, fourteen Lions, their second first round pick. Obviously, they have three now. They need a receiver. They need a real number one. So Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, he's the guy I would take. Um, he's the best in the class. I think is and then next is the Browns at fifteen. I haven't taken Olave. I think the two Ohio State receivers are the best in this class. So you got Wilson, Olave back-to-back going to the Lions and the Browns. In 16, here's why the Steelers taking a quarterback. Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. I think he's flown up um, the draft board. Um, he's had an unbelievable season. He's going to be probably a Heisman candidate. Uh, he'll probably be in New York, look uh, possibly getting that trophy. Again, I think you know the quarterback class is down this year. I mean, I think the two guys that are at the top of next year, Stroud and you know Bryce Young, I think that uh, they will – they would be taken first and second if the picks if if Lions had one and Houston had two I think it would go Stroud Young, you know back to back this year but obviously they can't come out yet. At seventeen I got the Broncos taking George Karloftis the edge from Purdue, um you know traded Von Miller get a really good young edge rusher in George Karloftis great pick Raiders, you could go receiver here. But I think their corners, they've missed on so many corners in the draft. they got to try to get another one. Kyrie Elam, I think this corner, they have, I have six corners going in round one. I think this cornerback class is stacked. So Kyrie Elam, the fourth corner taken to the Raiders at 18. At 19, Washington, another team that could be in the in the hunt for a quarterback. But I have them going Kenyon Green, the interior O-lineman. He can also play, he played tackle this year. I think his spot will be guard in the NFL, though, and they need guard. So, yeah, Washington gets a really good guy who I think could go a lot higher than 19. Uh, Chargers at 20. Mike Williams is going to be a free agent. You still have Keenan Allen. I'm going Drake London. 
Reminds me a lot of a Mike Williams, a Mike Evans type guy, super athletic, going to catch the jump balls. So I like Drake London from USC here at 20. At 21, the Dolphins, I have them going linebacker. Uh, Nicobe Dean, who I think is the best in the class from Georgia, um, could go a lot higher as after he shows out in the I think he's going to show out in the combine. So, yeah, I got Nicobe Dean going 21 to the Dolphins. And here's one of the trades. The Texans trading up to 22. I have them trading up 22 to get Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty. Um, maybe the highest upside in this class. He's very raw. I don't think he's going to be good immediately, but I think they're willing to take a gamble on him. Lions' third pick of this first round, I have them going edge. It's a position of need also. They're drafting, really, I think their main three needs are edge. I think their line's good. they got two good running backs. They need quarterback, receiver, and they need edge rusher. Uh, they could also look linebacker here as well, you know, Devin Lloyd potentially, but I have them going Drake Jackson, the edge from USC. Bengals, obviously they went luxury last year and took uh, Jamar Chase instead of the tackle Sewell. I have them going tackle here in Darian Kennard, the tackle from Kentucky, to protect Joe Burrow. Cowboys at 25. You know, you could look... Hold on. You could look... I think corner's fine. I wouldn't take a corner in the first round. I think, you know, Diggs obviously a stub. Brown and Lewis are pretty good twos and threes. You could look safety because a lot of the safeties are on one-year contracts. Um, you could even look linebacker, but I'm going edge here because who knows about Gregory on a one year? Is he going to get paid after the season he's had? I would go David. I have them going David Ajabo from the edge from Michigan. Another edge rusher from Michigan going. He's so talented. I know they took Taco Charlton from Michigan. Us Cowboys fans are you know a little like, oh, do we take another edge from Michigan? I think Ajabo is going to be really good. And at 26, I have the Saints trading up into the first round, so they have two first round picks. Taking Sam Howell, the quarterback from North Carolina. You know, going into the year, it was Rattler Howell, who's going to be, you know, they're going to be the top two picks, what people thought. And, you know, Howell had an unreal season, statistically, actually. Best best statistical season he's had. It was just not good defense, not really protected much. Um, You know, the running game wasn't as good. Obviously, you lose Javante Williams and Michael Carter. That's going to be tough to replace those two guys and be able to run the ball the same way you did, you know, last year. But I still think he could be, an, and I think an, under – Sean Payton, I think he could be incredible. 27, Titans, their main needs middle linebacker. Devin Lloyd from Utah, he's a stud, so you got to go get him. Buccaneers, you know, I know their corners aren't old technically, but banged up really, so I have them, you know, what's the need? I mean, offensively, you're fine. You got three receivers, you got two, three tight ends, good running backs, good O line. Obviously, Brady, I think defense is the pick, so I have them going Roger McGeary, the corner from Auburn. He was impressive against Alabama. I think he's worked his way into the first round. This would be a great steal for Tampa. Uh, New England could go a lot of ways. You could have gone. You could go receiver. Um, I had them going safety. Daxton Hill. I mean, I know their secondary is good anyway, but I mean, Daxton Hill's a playmaker, and I think he would fit so well with Bill Belichick. I love this pick for New England. Uh, Green Bay. I think you know you're getting older on the at the tackle position, so I have them going uh, Nicholas Petit Friere. The uh, offensive tackle from Ohio State, I think it can sure up the tackle spot. I think Badahari will come back and be able to play next year still, but still got the other side to worry about. And then, you know, once Badahari hands it up, hopefully Freire can be your left tackle. Ravens, Kingsley Anigbari, the edge out of South Carolina, he could go a lot higher too. Um, I was debating Anigbari and Ajabo for the Cowboys at 25. You could also say, really, if you look at the edge, after, I mean, I think we, so you got two edges going 1-2, and then I don't have an edge going till 17. I think Karloftis, Drake Jackson, 
Ajabo and Enigbare are all pretty close. I think you could really change those in and out. Like, those guys could go in different places. But Ravens get Enigbare here. That's huge. Arizona at the end of the first round, they get Trent McDuffie, the corner from Washington. Really like him. They've been, they successfully drafted Byron Murphy from Washington. They get another Washington kid in there to go on the other side of Murphy. Second round, Lions started off. Uh, I know people can say this is, I mean, you know, I, they're, they're bad at receiver. Let's just call it what it is. I know St. Brown and Quintus Cephas are good, but I have them going receiver here again at the start of the um, second round. Traylon Burks, this big receiver from Arkansas. You know, you took uh, you took Garrett Wilson, who's going to be you know your possession guy, and he's going to be he's going to be your number one. But then you get a guy that can you can go you can throw the fade routes in the end zone, the you know the jump balls. Traylon Burks is that guy. Thirty four, the second pick of the second round. I have the Jags getting a need here. They you know they, I think if the Jags ended up uh, top two, they would not go with Neal. Or Lyman. They would go Hutchinson or Thibodeau, whoever's there. So I have them getting Majai Sanders, the edge from Cincinnati, who I think is really talented as well, and I think he could work his way into the first round. Um, Bills here at 35. I have them going running back. I mean, Singletary um, and Zach Moss, I don't think have been the answer. I don't think Breed is the long-term answer. So I have them going Isaiah Spiller from A&M. I actually only have three running backs going in the first 64 picks. I don't think it's a deep class, but I have them going Spiller here at 35. Jets, you have... Uh, um, you go. I think you still keep keep building. You drafted defense in the first two. Here's you build on the offensive line. Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa at tackle can play on the other side of the big Louisville kid. Um, so yeah, I really like this for the Jets. They sure up that. I mean, those tackles are set for your future for the next you know ten ten twelve years. Seattle, um, they got they go tackle here. Uh, their their offensive line's not good. Russ running for his life, not having time. Jackson Kirkland from Washington, really like him. So they get him here at thirty seven. At thirty eight, the Bears um, did not have a first round pick because they traded it to the Giants to uh, to be able to get Justin Fields. So here's a wide receiver. I think Allen Robinson's going to be gone. I got Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama, going to Chicago. Giants back on the clock. We can review what they took. They took D line. They took a D line, and their D line I think is going to get broken up a lot at the end of this year. So they're going to need defense a line. I have them going Nick Benito, Benito, the edge from Oklahoma. Um, so you, like I said, Leal can move around interior, you know, five tech, and he can also play the D end, and you can have him Benito rushing the edges. I like this pick for the Giants. Dolphins round one. They went linebacker. I think another need could be receiver. So I have them going Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver from Penn State. Love him. Miami needs receiver. Help out Tua or whoever you if you bring somebody else in. Another pick here for the Jets. You know, they've gotten tackle, uh, corner safety. I have them going with a weapon here. Uh, Jalen Weidemeyer, the tight end from um, Texas A&M. I think he's very good, very talented. He could also work his way into the first round. Not the deepest tight end class this year, but I love this pick for the Jets. Eagles, obviously traded up to get Thibodeau. You drafted Linderbaum. Here's some secondary help. You get Jordan Battle, the safety from Alabama. Minnesota, another safety goes here. I know they took corner, but, you know, Harrison getting a little older. I think they still need help on the back. They go Jaquan Briscoe, the safety from Penn State, sure up that secondary. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs traded down, um, which is smart for them because I think there is a lot of talent here where they need You know, they need help. You could, go, you could say linebacker. Um, you know, if there's a receiver out there, I think you can get, but mainly linebacker, safety, maybe a corner. I have them going Christian Harris, the linebacker from Oklahoma, pair him with Nick Bolton. 
I love this for the Chiefs, for that young duo for the future. I actually have back-to-back quarterbacks going here. The Falcons at 45. I have them taking Carson Strong, the quarterback from Nevada. I think he's also a guy that could work his way into the first rounder. Big arm. Not very mobile, but a big arm. And then I actually have the Browns taking Desmond Ritter because I just I don't think they're sold on Baker at all. I think we could see Baker potentially playing a one-year deal. And if it doesn't pan out, they got Ritter, who, you know, can be inconsistent. You know, the arm ta- is the arm talent there. Very mobile, can definitely can definitely move. But, you know, I think I don't know if he's worked his way into the first round this year. I think they've had a good season. I think he's had some poor games. So I have him going here 46 to Cleveland. Steelers, a need is tackle. So uh, Sean Ryan, the tackle from UCLA here, you got to go get him. If he's here, I also think he's a guy that can – there's so many guys. This draft class, I think, talent-wise, very stacked. Quarterback, not very deep. Running back, not very deep. But the, a lot of other positions are very deep, in my opinion. Uh, Colts, you know, T.Y. getting older. I think the O-line's fine. You could draft the O-line here. Um, the defense is good. I'm going David Bell, the wide receiver out of Purdue to Indianapolis. Raiders, obviously addressed a corner. Address corner, now you need to address some linemen. Zion Johnson, the interior lineman from Boston College, solid pick here for the Raiders. Broncos, I know they traded for Kenny Young from the Rams. I don't know if he's the if he's set there. So I have them taking Brandon Smith, the linebacker from Penn State. Um, Washington, they took, let's go back to Washington, they took interior line. I got them going secondary here. Brandon Joseph, the safety from Northwestern. Um 49ers, here's the second running back. I think, you know, Raheem Mostert is so injury-prone. I don't think that, you know, I, Eli Mitchell's good. Is he uh, going to turn into an every-down back in the NFL? I don't think so. So I have them going Brees Hall, the running back from uh, Iowa State. Uh, Chargers. Um, loading up here on talent. I, I mean, I know I have them taking a receiver, but I think their defense is so – their defense is fine. Their defense is very good. Um, and again, it's early in the mock. I know two receivers, people are probably saying, you know, why, why would you go two receivers here? But George Pickens is a first-round talent. And so I have them going George Pickens here. Um, I think it's a need. I really do. So, uh, you know, Keenan's almost 30. Now you got Pickens and Drake London to build on with Justin Herbert. Broncos are back in the clock, so they've taken linebacker. In the first round, they took Karloftis. I have them taking tackle. Daniel Felele, the big tackle from Minnesota. Sure up that O-line. Um, then you got uh, Cincinnati. Uh, they took, obviously, tackle, which is a need. And then I think D-line, Perrion Winfrey from OU. I think this would be a great pick for them. Uh, need to sure up that D-line. Bills, obviously, traded down. They ended up taking a running back. Now I think you go interior O-line. Uh, and you get uh, uh, Thire Munford, the interior lineman from Ohio State. Chiefs, defense again, safety's a need. Jalen Catalan from Arkansas, love this kid. Um, Great pick for them, so the Chiefs sure up the defense. Again, I think this receiver class is very deep. I think if the Chiefs want to draft the receiver, you could draft one in three or four. I mean, you could definitely take one here. Um, You could definitely take one here, but I just, you know, Mechie's there still, but I I would go safety. you got to sure up the safety position for sure. Cowboys, I'm going linebacker. I know they went edge, and I think linebacker's a need. I mean, you're going to lose Van Der Esch possibly. Uh, Keanu Neal's on a one-year deal. Henry Toto, the linebacker from Alabama. He's very good, very raw, good talent. Love this pick for my Cowboys. Falcons, receiver. Yeah, you got uh, you got Calvin Ridley for sure. 
Um, but I think John Mechie, the third wide receiver from Alabama, great pick here to pair with Ridley. Um, Buccaneers, this is where they go edge. They're a little older on the D-line. Zach Harrison from Ohio State. Uh, Patriots go corner. Um, Darion Kendrick, and they're just going to keep building this defense. You know Bill. He wants to build the defense. Darion Kendrick's a good corner, too. Uh, Packers don't go weapon for me. They go D-line here. Uh, Travion Walker from Georgia, who's a beast. Ravens go corner. Mikel Wright from Oregon. And the last pick, I actually have the Cardinals going running back here. Kenneth Walker the third from Michigan State. I know they got James Conner and Edmonds, but Conner's on a one-year deal. Will he get paid because of the season he's having? I think Kenneth Walker can be an every-down back. I think there's only three of those in this class that have that potential, and he's one of them. So there we go for the mock draft. Uh, right now watching Oklahoma State-Baylor, Big 12 title. Um, here we can go to that pick. I have I had Oklahoma State winning 27-23. Obviously, the score doesn't matter for the picks. Just get it right. Uh, it's 21-16 Baylor, a minute 50 left. OU has the ball, or Oklahoma State has the ball. Third and one on the Baylor 21. So they need a touchdown here to win the game. Um and keep their playoff hopes alive. I think it's I don't think Baylor jumps into the playoff with a win. Even with an Alabama loss, I don't think they jump. Notre Dame throws it first down Oklahoma State. Um and I I did have Baylor covering the spread though. I picked Baylor in the spread plus six. I thought that was way too much, but let's get into the NFL. Cowboys get a big robe win 27-17 over the Saints. I wasn't ultra impressed with the Cowboys. I, it's a win's a win, though, and a road win especially, so I'm happy with it. you got to be happy with a win. You know, you proved 8-4. and four. Redskins now really need a win. You know, you can't drop to 5-7. and seven. That's three back in the division. But big win for my Cowboys. Um, so some top five headlines and discussions for Sunday. Can Denver take the division lead? I think they would have the division lead. Well, anyway, if they win, they tie it up with the Chiefs. They're seven and five with the Chiefs. Everybody in that division could be seven and five after this week. Um, big game, huge game, because in my opinion, you know, then we said then the next one is who wins Burrow versus Herbert battle. Uh, Chargers lose, Chiefs beat the Broncos, and the Raiders lose to the Skins. The Chiefs take a two game lead in that division. Everyone in that division goes to six and six, and the Chiefs go to eight and four. It's a huge week, a huge week for this division. Uh, Chiefs get a two game lead; they're running away with that division, man. I'll tell you. Uh, can Rams rebound versus Jags? I'd like to think so. I think it's around a thirteen and a half, fourteen point spread, though. Um, not a huge fan of that spread, but I think they bounce back. Can Redskins win at Vegas? Stay alive in division race. I think I have. I think I picked Vegas. But they can win that game for sure. Vegas is a very beatable team. Cowboys should have beat them. Can Pats show they still rule the AFC East and win in Buffalo? I think they can. I really do think they can. So now I'll get into my uh, top five NFL MVP rankings. At one, I have Aaron Rodgers. Looking for back-to-back MVPs. I think he's got. It. I think he's got the lead right now. I think it's tight. I think... Brady, I have at two. Mahomes at three. I think it's those. It's a three-horse race. I have Jonathan Taylor at four. And I still have Kyler Murray at five. I know he's missed three games, but no one's ran away with this MVP, and he had an unreal season up until the injury. He's supposed to be back Sunday. He can get back into it. He goes out there and throws five touchdowns, four touchdowns, gets five total touchdowns, something like that. He's right back in the race, so I still have him at five. And so here are my rankings going into 
this week. Cowboys already played. I had them at six. I did not have the Saints ranked. Uh, Green Bay one, Arizona two, Kansas City three, New England four, Tampa five, Dallas six, Buffalo seven, Ravens eight, Niners at nine. That's a team you don't want to see in the playoffs. I'm going to tell you that right now. That is a team you do not want to see in the playoffs. Uh, Bengals at 10. Fade route. Pass interference. Baylor or Oklahoma State's got the ball at the 1 or the 2. Uh, Cincinnati at 10. Colts at 11. I know they blew the game against Tampa. I still think the Colts are a playoff team, though. Rams at 12. I'm not high on the Rams. And then I have the Titans at 13. Those are 8-4 and four and 7-4 and four teams this far down. But, you know, Titans are now without Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and... And Julio Jones. Broncos at 14. I like the Broncos more than the Chargers or Raiders. I have the Chargers at 15, the Raiders at 16. So games and spread. Coming in, I'm 109, 56-1, which is 66 win percentage. I like to be 70-75. to 75. High 70s, honestly, is what I prefer. Um, I went 7-8 and eight last week. Not a good week last week. Already started off 1-0. Cowboys 27-17. So for the Sunday early games... I got uh, Cardinals at Bears. I got the Cardinals 28-17. Bucks at Falcons. I got Bucks 38-20. Chargers at Bengals. I got the Bengals 27-23. Vikings at Lions. I got the Vikings 27-13. Stop short. Uh, Colts at Texans. Colts 31-16. Giants at Dolphins. Dolphins 23-20. Eagles at Jets. Eagles 30-23. Sunday, midday games, around 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Redskins at Raiders. I got Raiders 35-28. Um, here we go. Third and goal. Oh, my. He's almost picked. It's going to be fourth and goal at the one. Uh, Jaguars at Rams. Rams 31-20. Ravens at Steelers. Ravens 24-17. Niners at Seahawks. Niners 30-20. Sunday night football, Broncos at Chiefs. I got Chiefs 31-17. And then Monday night football, Patriots at Bills. I got the Patriots winning. I think they split, but I'm going to go with the Patriots winning this week. And if they lose, I'll pick them in two weeks. Um, So some other headlines and discussions. Um, Ronaldo gets his 800 and 801 goals as Manchester City beats Arsenal 3-2. is a huge win. Huge win for uh, Man U. Here's the last play. What just happened? No timeouts for either team here. 21-16. Hands it off. Runs for the corner. He did not get it. He did not get it. Baylor just won the Big 12 title and knocked Oklahoma State out of the playoffs. Baylor was trying to gift this game to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State have Spencer Sanders had uh, four picks. And Baylor just tried to give this game to Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State couldn't do it. One yard line, four times. He's definitely short. Short by a half yard. Wow. Baylor eliminates Oklahoma State from getting to the playoff. Tried to lunge. I think he should try to run through the defender instead of instead of diving. He dives. Short. Wow. 
So, okay, yeah, Ronaldo got goals 800 and 801 as Man, as Man U beat Arsenal 3-2, which is a huge one. We'll get into the table here in a minute. Liverpool beat Wolves today in a 94th-minute goal. Van Dijk had a beautiful pass to Salah. Salah assists to Origi in the 94th minute to win 1-0 against Wolves. Chelsea loses 3-2 to West Ham. And then Man City goes top of the Prem with a 3-0 win at Wa- over Watford. So let's get into the Prem top 10 as of now. Man City's at 1 with 35 points, 23 goal differential, and 15 games played. Uh, which the goal differential could be crucial here because Liverpool has 34 points, but they have 32 goal differential in 15 games played. Chelsea's in third with 33 points, 26 goal differential, 15 games played. Three horse race, but West Ham gets them. I mean, West Ham's six off. They're in fourth at 27 points, nine goal differential, 15 games played. Arsenal's in fifth. With only they have fourteen games played at twenty three points, negative three goal differential though. Tottenham in six at twenty two points, negative four goal differential, but only thirteen games played. Uh, Man U is in seventh now with that big win over Arsenal, twenty one points, zero goal differential, fourteen games played. Uh, Wolves are in eighth with twenty one points, negative one goal differential, fifteen games played. Brighton in ninth uh, with twenty points. Negative two goal differential, 15 games played. And then Leicester City, 19 points, negative three goal differential, 14 games played. I believe 11th is at 16. Uh, so that's the premium as of now. Uh, Warriors last night ends the Suns' 18-game win streak. No Devin Booker, though, so that was kind of a bummer. Grab a drink real quick. Um, He actually got hurt in the second quarter, I think. Second quarter of Suns-Warriors, and they were able to win that one. Warriors were good last night, though, and the Lakers' woes continue. 12-12. and 12. The Lakers are very lucky the West is not as good this year. Uh, yeah, I think the 1-2-3 is pretty up there, but, I mean, they're they're a game off. A game off of fourth. Um, you know, people ask me, should Vogel be fired? I would like to know first who the candidates would be to hire. But I think if Vogel can't figure it out here in the next, you know, before Christmas, you know, next couple weeks, it might be time to go. Uh, They just don't defend together. They defend as individuals. And what made the 2020 team so good is they defended together. You know, they defended as a unit, and they don't do that right now. They don't defend as you. Offense isn't a problem. They're averaging 113 a game. They're just giving up 115. Um, Offense is not an issue for the Lakers. Uh, but defense is because they don't, and they have the team to defend well. They have defenders, they have athletes, but they just don't defend as a unit. It's it's just all individuals. There's no communication. Um. Yeah. Uh, they got to figure it out defensively, man. Um, they got to figure out how to defend together. And Vogel hasn't got a rotation down. You know, he plays 11, 12 guys. You can't do that in the NBA. You can't play 11, 12 guys. It's 9, 10 max. They got to figure it out, though. Got to figure something out, man. Uh, it's it's rough to watch right now. I was super pissed last night. Uh, it wasn't televised, but I did catch the last four minutes. You know, some stream, but... Uh, <laughs> um, it's don't defend as a team. No communication. They defend individually. No unit. It's not a unit right now defensively. Uh, Bellator 272 results. Hell of a hell of a main event. Oh my god! And so we'll get to the main event. We'll get to the main event first. Uh, Sergio Pettis was down 
3-0 on all cards heading into the fourth. He was on his way to losing the uh, fourth round as well. Um, probably, I think there was, let's see. There was Sergio Pettis. Let's see, how many how many seconds were left? Not many, not much seconds left in that round. Um, no, I did not want to. Uh, where's Mitch Marshall's record? Okay, so there was actually, there was a minute 20 left in the round when he did it, when he did the spinning back fist. That was probably knockout of the year and saved his title. Uh, he was losing that fight bad, and he landed something spectacular. It was a KO of the year candidate. Um, unbelievable. Horiguchi looked unreal for three over three and a half rounds. He was on his way to winning the world title and going it now. Scott Coker and Bellator announced the eight-man belt Bantamweight Grand Prix. So Horiguchi was on his way to... He was on his way to, you know, going into that tournament of the champion. Now Pettis rides this huge momentum wave after getting a KO of the year candidate knockout like that. He rides a huge wave momentum into this tournament. So it'll feature Sergio Pettis, Kyoji Horiguchi, Juan Archuleta, uh, Rafian Stotts, Patchy Mix, Magomed Magomedov, Leandro Higo, and James Gallagher. Um, How I would match up this bracket, on one side... I would do Sergio Pettis, James Gallagher, because Pettis gets a big name in Gallagher, who's prob- possibly might be the biggest name, you know, social media wise in the division. And I also honestly think it's one of Gallagher's best matchups. He can use his wrestling jiu-jitsu. You know, stays on the feet. Pettis is going to win that fight. But if Gallagher can get to the ground, I think he's got a chance. And then I would do Archuleta versus Higo. That's a that's a war on the same side. The next side, I would do Horiguchi versus uh, Stotts. Stotts was on, said he wanted the fight. Let's do it. I think Stotts is uh, – I'm honestly probably picking – I think if I if this was the way I did it, so Horiguchi, Stotts, and you got Patchy Mix, Magomed, Magomedov, I'd pick Pettis over Gallagher, Archuleta over Higo, Pettis over Archuleta to get to the finals. I'd pick Stotts over Horiguchi, Mix over Magomedov, and I'm going Stotts versus Pettis in the finals, and I'm taking Stotts to win it. I'm going Rafian Stotts. If the, if this bracket sh- uh, shaped out the way I have it, I'd go Stotts to win it. Obviously, it's not the official bracket. They haven't done that yet. So here we go. UFC Fight Night. Aldo versus Font tonight. Um, so let's see the standings really quick. Going into this, it's uh, my cousin Christian at 1 with 25 points. My dad at 2nd with 24. Me at 3rd with 21 and forgot to fix this. Lou at third with 18. So, the first fight of the night. Brendan Allen was supposed to fight uh, Brad Tavares, who was a, it was a ranked, it was a UFC, you know, they were both ranked inside the top 15 of the UFC. Tavares gets hurt or COVID, whatever he did. Chris Curtis steps in after his first fight in the UFC. He KOs Phil Hawes. Brendan Allen coming off a win. Over uh, Punalele Soriano via decision. Uh, me and or my dad and Christian have Allen via decision. My brother actually goes Curtis with the upset. Round one KOTKO. And then I go Allen via round two KOTKO. Here, let's see if we can pull up the... Uh, let's pull up the uh, odds here. Uh, UFC Fight Night. Aldover's Font. Odds. See what the odds are. 
fight odds. So let's kick click on Brendan Allen. Uh, Bovada didn't have it out. We'll go off of my bookie. Allen minus three forty. Curtis plus two sixty five. Are the odds on that one as of now? The next fight is uh, av the combined age of eighty. Clay Guido is thirty nine, coming off a split decision loss to Mark Madsen. Leonardo Santos, uh, his last fight. Uh, coming off a round three KO slash TKO loss to Grant Dawson. He's 41. Um, me and Christian went with Santos via decision. My dad and my brother went with Guida via decision. Plus 160 for Guida. Minus 200 for Santos. Next one's a big one in the light heavyweight division. Jimmy Crute, who's 12-2. and two. Last fight was a doctor stoppage TKO loss to Anthony Smith. And Jamal Hill's last fight was a KO TKO loss. Verbal, I think it was a verbal TKO loss. Broke his arm in, in a submission with strikes. He was being punched bad to Paul Craig. We all are going Crute. Christian's going Crute via round three sub. Lou's going Crute decision. My dad's going Crute round one KO slash TKO, and I'm going Crute round two KO TKO. Odds on that one. Uh, minus 180 for Crute, plus 150 for Jamel Hill. In the co-main event, big fight at lightweight, Brad Riddell and Fazayev, two up-and-comers. Uh, Riddell's last fight was a UD win over Dober. Fazayev's last fight was a win over Bobby Green via decision. I thought he lost that fight. Um, Lou's going Fazayev via decision. Christian's going uh, Riddell via round two KO TKO. My dad's going Riddell via round two submission. And I'm going Riddell via round three KO slash TKO. The odds on Riddell Fazayev. Basically, almost a pick em. Riddell's a minus 105 and Fazayev minus 125. Very close. Aldo Font. Um, me, Aldo's last fight was, a, or Aldo's last win was Pedro Munoz's decision. Font's was Cody Garbrandt's decision. Um, me, my dad, and my cousin all went Aldo decision. Lou went Font via round two KO TKO, going very bold, but he knows he has to. You know, being, he's only seven points off, but he needs a big one, so he's going bold there. I wouldn't be shocked if Font wins. So right now it's minus 140. Font plus 110 Aldo. College football. Let's get into it. The coaching carousel. Let me get a drink real quick. So yeah, Baylor wins. I think Northern Illinois won, which I had them winning. Um, Baylor, they're going to need some help to get into the playoff for sure. Um, we'll get into that here in a minute. Um, do I have my rankings? Coming into this week. I thought I had my rankings. Okay, I do. We'll get to those in a minute. Um, so Lincoln Riley will be the next head coach at USC. Um, you know, people were quite shocked. I don't understand. People are so mad with how he did it. You know, people get so mad. The coach leaves. For the bowl game and right after the the loss that ended their chance at a playoff and didn't they didn't go to the Big Twelve title of course, 
but this transfer portal is allowing kids to leave whenever they want. So why can't a coach just leave? I don't see what he. I think he made the right move. I think he's done very, very, very good at uh, OU. Um, and I don't think he's scared of the SEC. But what's the better move? USC in the Pac-12, where he's an un, he might be the best recruiter in college football, or Oklahoma in the SEC in two years. I think he made the right move. The contract terms. They haven't been officially released, but this is what I got. Ten years, one hundred and ten million. This is, and this doesn't include the. This does not include the incentives. So eleven million a year. USC is buying both of Riley's homes in uh, Norman, Oklahoma, for five hundred k over the asking price. That's a million dollar bonus. USC is also buying Riley a six to seven million dollar home in LA. Riley has unlimited use of their private jet 24-7 for recruiting and then also for him and his family. You're telling me you wouldn't you wouldn't accept that contract? It's ridiculous. Of course you're accepting that deal. Bob Stoops will be OU's interim head coach for the bowl game. Brian Kelly leaves for Notre Dame. Uh, I believe it was 10 years, 100. Non-incent- those are not including the incentives, so 10 million a year for or 10 and a half. So was it, a, it might have been 105. Yeah, 105 million, 10 and a half million a year annually. And then Florida hires Louisiana Lafayette's head coach, Bill Napier, who I think is a good hire. Now, Florida didn't try to go home run. They went with a, a guy, I think, that's looking to take the next step in Napier. Good hire. So here are my top 15 jobs in college football. They call, going to be tough to say no. One through five, Alabama, Ohio State, USC, Oklahoma, LSU. I think those are the top five. And so Lincoln Riley, he was already at four, in my opinion. He took the three. So he took a step up, in my opinion. Uh, I have Texas at 6, Notre Dame at 7, Florida at 8, Georgia at 9, A&M at 10. So Brian Kelly went from 7 Notre Dame to 5 LSU. 11 through 15, I have Oregon, Michigan, Clemson, Penn State, Miami. Now it's rumored that Mario Cristobal could be going back to his alma mater, Miami. Um, Which in my opinion, by my rankings right now anyway, Miami, just the way they've been, I don't have Florida State in the top 15 anymore. Miami was with I had Miami and Auburn neck and neck. I chose Miami um, today. I had Auburn in there for most of the time, and I chose Miami today. Or uh, last night when I set it up, I took my I put Miami at fifteen. But I mean Miami, maybe Crystal Ball can take it uh, to being back in the top ten, top eight, even you know around the five, six, seven area. So here we go. The main my main conference title weekend headlines and discussions. Obviously, one of them can Baylor spoil Okie State's playoff hopes. I did not project that to happen. I thought they'd cover, but they did spoil it. Uh, last night, Utah dominated Oregon again. We'll head to the Rose Bowl to most likely take on Ohio State. In the ACC title game, in the ACC, is the ACC title game the first one to 50 between Pitt and Wake? I mean, got to be damn close, right? It's going to be a barn burner. Um, well, a loss... With a loss, will Bama still be in the college football playoff? I think it all. I think Okie State losing helped them, because I think it's almost locked that. Unless I think it's almost locked that Bama's going to be in. I really do. Um, let's say they lose, then you're picking between Ohio State, who's coming off a loss, didn't play for a conference title, Notre Dame, who just lost their head coach, and Baylor, who's eleven and two. Alabama's better. Ohio State, in my opinion, is a top four team. They just, I, I like that. You know, I want them to pick the best four, and I think Ohio State is probably better than Cincinnati. And I think on a neutral field, they do beat Michigan. But 
you have to wins have to matter. Winning has to matter, right? So I think it's probably it's not Ohio State's not gonna have a chance unless chaos happens. Cincinnati lost maybe, but they're gonna choose between Bama, Baylor, and Notre Dame, and just who's better. At that point, you have to go off who's better. Alabama's better than both those teams. Uh, can Cincy Clint, will Cincy clinch a spot in the College Football Playoff? I think they win. I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people think, but I do think Cincinnati wins. Well, Iowa shock the world and then Michigan's playoff hopes. Doubtful. So it's so far. Last night I picked UTSA to beat Western Kentucky 41-38. They won 49-41. I got Oregon. I chose Oregon over Utah. I thought they'd bounce back. Soft team. Utah just brings the fight to them. So one and one. Northern Illinois. We can check that out. Let's see if Northern Illinois won. You know, I'd be two and two at least. Northern Illinois. They did win. They won 41-23. So I'm two and one and then two and two with Baylor beating Oklahoma State. I'm taking San Diego State over Utah State in the Mountain West title. That game has already started. Uh, the American Athletic Championship. I'm taking Cincinnati over Houston by a touchdown. SEC title, I'm taking Georgia by 11 over Bama. ACC title, I'm taking Pitt 45-38 over Wake. And in the Big Ten Championship, I'm taking uh, Michigan 31-17 over Iowa. And the spreads. So UTSA covered, obviously. Oregon did not. Illinois did cut. Northern Illinois covered. Baylor covered. I took all the spreads. I just picked one or the other for this last week. I said, screw it. Why not? So I'm 3-1 in the spreads. I got San Diego State minus 5 against Utah State. Georgia minus 6 versus Alabama. Cincinnati minus 9.5 versus Houston. Pitt minus 2.5 versus Wake. And Michigan minus 9.5 versus Iowa. So yeah, we're back early next week to talk about, you know, who's in the playoff. What are the the New Year's Six Bulls? You know, talk some more NBA, big UFC fight card, pay-per-view next weekend, Poirier Oliveira for the title, Nunez on the card, Garbrandt. So we'll get into that later. Peace, guys.